The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here is the news. Spring Festival has been officially listed as a UN floating holiday in the UN calendar of conferences and meetings, starting from 2024. That is according to the Chinese mission to the United Nations. Dai Bing, China's deputy permanent representative to the United Nations, said that the recognition shows the wide influence and impact of Chinese civilization, reflecting the UN's advocacy for diverse and inclusive cultural values. The UN resolution has received a warm welcome and enthusiastic support from UN member states and the UN Secretariat staff. The floating holiday will be a paid day off for UN employees to decide when to take. Dai Bing noted that Spring Festival, as a traditional festival in China, is not only a day for family reunion and bidding farewell to the old year, but also embodies the ideas of peace, harmony and unity in Chinese civilization. It has been designated in many countries and regions as a statutory holiday with approximately one-fifth of the global population celebrating the Spring Festival in various forms. The UN Secretary-General will deliver a congratulatory message every year ahead of Spring Festival to extend holiday greetings and blessings to the people of China and the countries that celebrate the holiday. You're listening to Special English. The new transportation method of taking low-altitude air taxis has gained traction in Shenzhen, as the tech-savvy hub in South China is blazing new trails to stimulate the aerospace economic revival. Shenzhen has made the concept of flying over congested roads into reality by taking advantage of favourable policy measures and low-altitude air transportation technology. The Shenzhen Eastern General Aviation Company, also known as Heli Eastern, is a major low-altitude general aviation carrier and helicopter service provider based in Shenzhen. As a national low-altitude reform pilot unit, authorised by the Civil Aviation Administration of China and the Shenzhen Municipal People's Government, 
The company has been helping the city build the highways in the sky by introducing a variety of flight routes in the Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau, Greater Bay Area. By air taxi, travel time of 40 kilometers on the road would be shortened to only 10 minutes from 40 to 60 minutes. Jin Shukong, a helicopter captain, said that an average of 10 flights are operated every day, and it usually takes around 25 minutes to travel from Shenzhen to Guangzhou via the air taxi. Liang Jin, director of the Operation and Control Department at Heli Eastern, said the air taxi service business has become quite popular. In 2023, Heli Eastern completed more than 5,000 flights, carrying over 10,000 passengers and operating over 100 routes. In December, China held its annual Central Economic Work Conference, which called for nurturing strategic emerging industries, including the low-altitude economy. The concept of low-altitude economy was listed in national planning for the first time in February 2021. According to a white paper released by the International Digital Economy Academy, by 2025, the comprehensive contribution of the low-altitude economy to China's national economy will reach between 3 and 5 trillion yuan, about 420 billion to 700 billion US dollars. This is Special English. The Yves du Manoir Stadium in northwestern Paris has become the first sporting venue to be formally handed over ahead of the 2024 Olympics. Specially renovated for the 1924 Paris Olympics, the stadium was the main site for the 1924 Games when it hosted the opening ceremony, athletics and other sports ranging from equestrian to gymnastics. According to the organisers, it will be the only 2024 Olympic venue to be hosting the Games for a second time. Also known as the Chariots of Fire Stadium, it was the scene of epic sprint races involving British athletes Harold Abrahams and Eric Liddell, portrayed in the 1981 film of the same name. During the Paris 2024 Olympic Games, it will stage the men's and women's hockey competitions between July the 27th and August the 9th. Two years of work enabled the historic stand 
with a capacity of 6,000 seats, to be brought up to standard, and a new stand of 1,000 seats to be built, as well as training pitches for hockey and other sports. Temporary stands to be installed between February and April will bring the total capacity to 13,500 seats. That is according to Edward Donnelly, Head of Operations of the Paris 2024 Organising Committee. Other facilities will be declared ready during the first months of 2024. The Olympic Village is to be handed over in February and the Aquatics Centre at the end of March. This is Special English. You've been listening to programmes from CGTN Radio. CGTN Radio. We invite you to visit us online for more audio, pictures and in-depth reports. At radio.cgtn.com, you can access a wide range of programs and find your favorite news, talk, features, entertainment shows and podcasts. Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. This is Special English. In a move to strengthen marine environmental protection, China has announced amendments to existing laws focused on enhancing pollution control and waste management and introducing stricter penalties for violations. Coming into effect on January 1, 2024, the amended law includes a comprehensive management system for key sea areas, a responsibility system for marine environments and systems for assessing, evaluating and preventing marine rubbish pollution. A spokesperson for the Ministry of Ecology and Environment noted that pollution is one of the most direct marine problems for the public, adding that some pollutants are non-degradable, which can harm marine life and birds, thereby damaging their habitats and threatening biodiversity. Under the amended law, local governments at or above county level along the coast are mandated to oversee the prevention and control of marine debris pollution. These authorities are required to develop comprehensive systems for the disposal, transfer and monitoring of marine rubbish. The law also introduces stricter penalties for activities such as the unlawful discharge of pollutants and waste into the sea, including increased fines, temporary industry bans and confiscation of vessels. The new rules build on China's marine protection legislation introduced in 1982, which has since undergone multiple amendments. The amended law 
delineates specific sea dumping zones, both near shore and offshore. It further mandates the installation of additional online monitoring equipment to oversee daily waste disposal activities in the sea and to enhance the reporting system for dumping operations. You're listening to Special English. Chinese researchers have found an association between sleep problems and the emergence of emotional and behavioural difficulties among children after tracking the lives of more than 17,000 children between the ages of three and four. That is according to a study published in the international journal JAMA Network Open. Such early childhood sleep problems were also found to be difficult to remedy, with 50% of children who had sleep problems when they entered kindergarten still suffering the issues when they finished there. Therefore, the researchers recommend early intervention to address sleep disorders among young children to promote their mental health in later years. Children require more sleep than adults, with the National Health Commission of China recommending children between the ages of 3 and 5 get between 10 and 13 hours of sleep a day. Young children's sleep problems are among the main causes for visits to paediatric services in China. Jiang Fan, who led the study, said that sleep problems are strongly associated with excessive daytime sleepiness, inattention, as well as hyperactivity and emotional behavioural difficulties in children. Jiang is professor at the Shanghai Children's Medical Center, affiliated with Shanghai Jiao Tong University's School of Medicine. Another study, led by Jiang, published in JAMA Pediatrics, found that preschoolers who spend more than an hour a day exposed to a screen are at significantly increased risk of mental health problems. However, the impact varies depending on the type of content watched, with educational content causing less harm than entertainment programs or programs not aimed at children. The Shanghai Children's Medical Center recommends parents to restrict screen time for young children to help improve the quality of their sleep. The World Health Organization recommends children under the age of two avoid screens entirely, while those between the ages of two and five should not spend more than an hour a day sitting watching a screen. However, 
excessive screen exposure among children remains a global issue. This is Special English. Three crystallized dinosaur egg fossils have been discovered in central China's Hubei province, offering evidence for the study of dinosaur egg-laying processes and the paleo-environment. They were found at Qinglong Mountain in Shiyan City and are all well-preserved with the eggshells and internal crystalline mineral intact. Zhao Bi, a scholar with the Hubei Institute of Geosciences, said that these egg fossils are believed unhatched. Compared with ordinary fossilized dinosaur eggs, crystallized ones are rare due to the harsh environmental conditions required for their formation. This is the first time that crystallized dinosaur egg fossils have been found in Hubei province. According to Zhao, the three egg fossils remained intact despite subsequent burial and diagenesis, and the internal crystalline minerals formed when a large volume of supersaturated calcium carbonate solution infiltrated the eggshell pores, crystallizing and filling the eggs. Dinosaur egg fossil clusters dating back to the middle Cretaceous period, about 60 to 80 million years ago, were first discovered at Qinglong Mountain in 1995. To date, researchers have found almost 3,000 surface-exposed or well-preserved egg fossils at the site. This is Special English. A family cemetery belonging to the late Shang dynasty over 3,000 years ago has been excavated at the Da Po Ruins site in central China's Henan province. The Da Po Ruins are located in Yindu district in Anyang, about 4.5 kilometers from the World Heritage Site of Yinshu, also known as the Yin Ruins. Sui Zongliang, Vice President of the Anyang Institute of Cultural Relics and Archaeology, said that among the 28 tombs, three large ones are in the shape of the Chinese character Zhong, Sui said that such tombs belong to high-grade aristocrats, and this is the first time that such large tombs have been found in the outer areas of the Yin ruins. In addition, archaeologists also found sacrificial pits for humans, horses and cattle around the tombs. Sui noted this discovery provides new information for studying the funeral system of the late Shang dynasty. 
You're listening to Special English. That is the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read two of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. The new transportation method of taking low-altitude air taxis has gained traction in Shenzhen, as the tech-savvy hub in South China is blazing new trails to stimulate the aerospace economic revival. Shenzhen has made the concept of flying over congested roads into reality by taking advantage of favorable policy measures and low-altitude air transportation technology. The Shenzhen Eastern General Aviation Company, also known as Heli Eastern, is a major low-altitude general aviation carrier and helicopter service provider based in Shenzhen. As a national low-altitude reform pilot unit authorized by the Civil Aviation Administration of China and the Shenzhen Municipal People's Government, the company has been helping the city build the highways in the sky by introducing a variety of flight routes in the Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau, Greater Bay Area. By air taxi, travel time of 40 kilometers on the road would be shortened to only 10 minutes, from 40 to 60 minutes. Jin Shu Kong, a helicopter captain, said that an average of 10 flights are operated every day, and it usually takes around 25 minutes to travel from Shenzhen to Guangzhou via the air taxi. Liang Jin, director of the Operation and Control Department at Heli Eastern, said the air taxi service business has become quite popular. In 2023, Heli Eastern completed more than 5,000 flights, carrying over 10,000 passengers and operating over 100 routes. In December, China held its annual Central Economic Work Conference, which called for nurturing strategic emerging industries, including the low-altitude economy. The concept of low-altitude economy was listed in national planning for the first time in February 2021. According to a white paper released by the International Digital Economy Academy, by 2025, the comprehensive contribution of the low-altitude economy to China's national economy will reach between 3 and 5 trillion yuan, about 420 billion to 700 billion US dollars. This is Special English. The Yves du Manoir Stadium in northwestern Paris has become the first sporting venue to be formally handed over ahead of the 2024 Olympics. Specially renovated for the 1924 Paris Olympics, the stadium was the main site for the 1924 Games when it hosted the opening ceremony, athletics and other sports ranging from equestrian to gymnastics. According to the organisers, it will be the only 2024 Olympic venue to be hosting the Games for a second time. Also known as the Chariots of Fire Stadium, it was the scene of epic sprint races involving British athletes Harold Abrahams and Eric Liddell, portrayed in the 1981 film of the same name. During the Paris 2024 Olympic Games, it will stage the men's and women's hockey competitions between July the 27th and August the 9th. Two years of work enabled the historic stand, with a capacity of 6,000 seats, to be brought up to standard, and a new stand of 1,000 seats to be built as well as training pitches for hockey and other sports. Temporary stands to be installed between February and April will bring the total capacity to 13,500 seats. 
That is according to Edward Donnelly, Head of Operations of the Paris 2024 Organising Committee. Other facilities will be declared ready during the first months of 2024. The Olympic Village is to be handed over in February and the Aquatic Centre at the end of March. That is the end of today's programme. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace. <laughs>